Losing weight to gain control. Today's episode: What does sleep have to do with weight loss? Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexandra, your host. And I can't wait to get to today's topic because it's one I have to work really hard at trying to balance. But before we get to the topic, can you believe that it's already the end of January? How are you doing on your weight loss goals? I talked about resolutions and how I don't make them because I would break them. And one of the, th- the things I struggled with five years ago、um, when I was going to take the weight off again was where do I start? I knew I needed to lose the weight in a different way from what I had done before, and the reason I knew I needed to do something different was I had gained it all back. One of the things I did differently was I wrote down my weight loss goal and I tracked it. Every week I would look at what I had done and if I needed to make any adjustments to help you with accomplishing your weight loss goal. I've made available the same type of journal that I used. And it's the losing weight to gain control, believe and achieve journal, and it'll help you get focused on achieving your weight loss goals and also other goals that you have because it's not just about food and exercise. To be successful at anything, you need to write it down and track your progress, and that's available from my website, thegwenalexander.com. That's T H E G W E N Alexander.com. And you click on the tab for the online store, and it's available for you there. It's not too late to start your weight loss journey to maintenance, because that's the goal: is to lose it and maintain that loss. Sleep and weight loss. What does sleep or lack thereof have to do with losing or gaining weight? One of the things I realized early on in my weight loss journey was that I needed to find a balance in my life with sleep. I was either getting too much, which I noticed made me tired, or wasn't getting enough, which made me tired. If I hit the snooze button, it seemed I was tired. So what was I to do? And I also live in a state where it gets really cold during the winter, which makes me want to sleep more or just stay in bed and stay warm. I've read articles that said you need to have eight hours of sleep to be rested, but there were times I had eight hours of sleep and I was ready to fall asleep during the day. Sometimes I had less sleep and was rested, and I was so confused. I knew it was something I had to think about for me to lose the weight and to keep it off. I remember reading articles about cortisol and how that was supposedly making you gain weight. I kept thinking, how do I get rid of that cortisol thing? Today, I'll try to explain it as I have come to understand it: how sleep and weight loss and stress. This whole thing of all those,、um, and try to explain it to you in as best terms as possible as how that can affect your weight loss. What happens to your mind when you have very little sleep? Not only are you tired, but it's hard to think. It's hard to stay focused. Something else that happens is you may want to eat even though you aren't hungry. I like the way in a WebMD article put it. It said, while you weren't sleeping, your body cooked up a perfect recipe for weight gain. Sounds funny, 
But here's why they said that. When you have what they called sleep haze brain, the decision-making part of your brain gets lazy, so, so to kind of speak. The part of your brain that's in charge of what's your impulses uh, is the frontal lobe. When you are sleepy, you may not make the best food decisions, even if you have your food planned for the day. In the afternoon, when you start feeling tired, have you ever reached for a candy bar or a soda? Most people say, I just need something to give me a little energy. And the reason you want something sugary to give you some energy is the part of your brain that loves rewards starts to get active because you're tired. It's looking for something to help you feel good. For me, it's sugar. I don't know if you get the same type of feel-good feeling from eating potato chips or something salty, but either way, the foods that you reach for when you're tired are the ones that aren't the best for you. There were two studies that this particular article mentioned. One was by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, and the other was by the University of Chicago. And the first study found that people that were sleep-starved, I like that term too, had more instances of late-night snacking. And in the University of Chicago study, people that were in this study chose snacks that were twice as, had twice as much fat than those who slept at least eight hours. And then, if that wasn't enough, sleeping too little may make you eat bigger portions, which could lead to weight gain. Put it all together, and what you have is sleepy brain makes you want to uncontrollably eat junk food. That's why I always say losing weight isn't just about getting control of your food and exercise. Here's an example of a different part of your life that you would need to work on also. I had to practice this on the day of recording today's episode. I had to stop and take a nap because I knew I was so tired that I wasn't thinking very well. Luckily, I wasn't looking to eat something, but I've done that before too in the past. I did notice and still notice when I don't get enough sleep, not just sleep, but restful sleep, I eat things that I didn't plan on eating. I know why I want to eat them, but it's hard when my body is looking for energy and I can't go take a nap. Sometimes I just have to tough it out. Sometimes I give in and eat something that wasn't planned. What's funny is I don't feel any energy. Like some people say when they have those sugary things, it actually just makes me even more tired. And the cortisol thing that I mentioned earlier, Without sounding too scientific, cortisol is a hormone that your adrenal glands release when you are under stress, especially, I guess, the stress of the fight or flight response, and your levels could also rise from too little sleep. So what does this tell your body? Hey, you need to conserve energy when you're awake. And this WebMD article said um, that it meant you are more apt to hang on to the fat. This is one of the reasons why I still work on trying to get adequate sleep. I have experienced what it's like to be sleep deprived and just feel lousy during the whole day and then eat to make up for it. And being the different person I am, I can see my body trying to hang on to the fat. So you're probably saying, Coach Quinn, what do I do? What do I do when I don't have hours to sleep? How do I know how much sleep is enough? I can't tell you how much sleep you need or how many hours to feel rested. 
There are so many factors that go into sleeping well. Are you comfortable? Is the room too hot or too cold? Are you worried about something and can't sleep? But I'll give you some tips that will help you figure out what your sleep personality is. First, you'll have to experiment with how you feel after certain hours of sleep. From what I understand, I don't have a Fitbit, but I've heard some people say your Fitbit can measure your sleep patterns. I heard about an app for your phone that could measure your sleep patterns. My magic numbers are between 6 to 8 hours. 7 is usually my average. That's pretty good for me. When the weather is warmer, I seem to be able to go on 6 hours of sleep okay. During the winter, I seem to need 8 hours or sometimes a little more. I don't know if it's the fact that the days are shorter or that it's just cold, but that's just what I've noticed over the years. You could write on a piece of paper... Uh, the number of hours you slept and how you felt that day. It could be a one-word description that you use, something like, felt tired, felt great, a little tired. Don't make it complicated. You're just trying to find what your number of hours that you need that's optimal for you. Second, power down at least 30 minutes or an hour before you go to bed. Your phone, your smart devices, your tablets... All of that stuff is stimulating you to stay awake. And I've heard about some kind of blue waves or some kind of waves that your your phone and all these things give off that actually make you want to stay awake and that they're starting to make these devices where you can turn that off or where it's not even there. But even if you have that, your mind is going to dwell on what you were reading. Why not listen to some relaxing music or what's relaxing for you? I've had times when I just would lay there and use that time to think over my day or even use that time to dream while I'm awake about things I want to accomplish or things that I wish they would happen the way a certain way. When I've done this, I usually dream about what I was thinking about, which makes for a very pleasant night of sleep. Tip number three, stick to a schedule as best as possible. I try to go to sleep at the same time every night. I make sure I usually wake up at the same time, even on the weekends. Now, some weekends, I don't set the alarm clock, but usually I do, because I know if I get off my schedule, it is so hard to get back on. I know what it feels like when my sleep patterns get all messed up, and I don't want to have to try. It takes me several days to try and get back into my routine, so try to stick to a routine as best as possible. Tip number four, watch what you eat before it's time to go to bed. I'm not one of those people that tell you you shouldn't eat after 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. Sometimes I eat later depending on what my schedule is. If I do have to eat late or not, or pretty close to when it's time to go to bed, I'm purposeful about what I eat. It's not a very heavy meal. It might be something like a sandwich with a salad or, or I, I like tilapia, so I'll have maybe some tilapia with a vegetable and some fruit. It's enough to satisfy me, but not too heavy that I feel like that I'm still digesting my food while I'm sleeping. I also try not to drink a lot of liquids before I go to bed. This article talked about caffeine and sodas, but any liquid because then I'll be awake every few hours having to run to the bathroom. So I usually, and I usually don't have trouble falling back asleep after I, if I had to wake up, but I've had people tell me once they wake up during the night, It's so hard for them to fall back to sleep. So then, of course, they don't have restful sleep. So try to watch how late you eat or what you're eating before you go to bed. 
There's no magic formula to to sleep and weight loss. I can't tell you sleep this many hours in order for you to not be hungry during the day. It's like anything else. You have to find the balance that works for you. I can tell you what helped me and what you can try because all these these four tips I gave you are actually what I try to practice on a regular basis. But getting proper rest helps you to um, helps you with other parts of your life. One strange thing that I've learned is if I'm trying to figure something out and it's late and I'm tired, I've learned if I just leave it alone and go to bed, usually when I wake up in the morning, I figured it out. So sleep is your brain and your body's reset button. That's it for today's episode. If you have any questions about today's topic or any topic, you can contact me at Gwen at thegwenalexander.com or I have a contact me form on my website, thegwenalexander.com. And until next time, Coach Gwen says, losing weight isn't just about losing weight. It's about looking at your life as a whole and taking small steps to improve each area. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.